0: Peterson, Kent, would you stand? And Randy Carney, is Randy here? There she is, stand up, there we go. We serve on our missions team and put together all this, oversee um, all of the missions, and uh, 44 years, uh, it's an amazing, amazing thing. I don't think Kent's been doing it for 44 years, have you? <laughs> just just kidding. And you saw the message from Tim and Tiffany Gallant, and, uh, and today we have our guests from Panama. Um, do they eat tarantulas in Panama? They might, but we don't. You don't? Okay. They, <laughs> they might, but we don't. Our guest today, Pastor Barry, um, those of you that were at the, at the breakfast got to hear him. At the women's luncheon, uh, Christy Skyped in. And so you got to have some interaction with Christy yesterday, those of you that were at the luncheon. Um, pastor Barry was a, was a pastor, a local pastor in North Carolina, Virginia. Virginia. Virginia for 11 years. And during that time, God began to speak to, to making a transition to the, to the uh, mission field. And uh, God called them, first of all, uh, to Central America, Nicaragua. And uh, he'll tell you more about that in El Salvador. And now they're in Panama. And he flew, Thursday, he flew all the way from Panama City to Minneapolis. So that's just to be with us. So he came a long way. So we're really grateful uh, that he came to share this mission weekend with us. And so I want to introduce, I want to say a great welcome to Pastor Barry. It's not a Norwegian name. It's, It's Von Steenberg, Pastor Barry. Come on up.
1: Is it better? Oh, man, did you all hear me sing? Oh, I am so sorry, so sorry. Wow, okay. Um, well, uh, well, and you still let me come up, but, well, good morning again, and it's been a delight to be with you uh, this weekend, and just being here this morning. Uh, we pretty much weekly we worship uh, in Spanish, which is not our heart language, and so uh, the opportunity just to, this morning uh, to join you in voice and in heart before the throne of God in our shared heart language is just so impactful and significant. Um, before I before I talk this morning, I just want to share this real brief video um, with you. I'm Barry
0: and I'm Christy.
1: We are the Van Steenbergs, serving in Central America along with our four sons, Barry, Austin, Seth, and Caleb.
0: One of the hard things serving in Central America is that the education level is quite low. Not all children even enter school, but when they do, many do not even graduate from the sixth grade. And so that creates an educational gap that comes when people feel called to be a pastor.
1: And so it almost requires a whole new paradigm shift not working with people who necessarily are looking for a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or anything above, um, but they have that deep desire. They, they want to be the best pastor they can be. They want to uh, reach out to their community the best that they can. Uh, and so how do we come alongside of them and, and give them the tools that they need? Uh, how do we help them uh, achieve their level of ordination uh, for the requirements to be a Wesleyan pastor? And so uh, a, a lot of our focus in Central America uh, is coming alongside of local church pastors who are already in the trenches and helping them to, uh, to reach their ordination status, uh, helping them to be as successful uh, as they can be. One of the joys for me uh, was sitting across the table from one of our pastors and after dinner, he, he just looked over at me and he shared, he, he said, uh, Pastor Barry, you have been there at every milestone of my life. And I was completely shocked He said, you were there the first time I entered the church and gave my life to Jesus. That was back in 2006, just on a short-term mission trip. Uh, He said, you were there when I decided to begin serving in my local church. He said, and then you were there. You preached the Sunday that my wife and I came forward and decided to enter ministry full-time. And he said, now you're here, and because of you, I will be ordained. And it brought tears to my eyes. It flooded my soul with joy this is what God has crafted me for in this season and in this time to intersect with this pastor and so many more just like him
0: we could not do any of this without the support and encouragement from from the North American Church we receive messages at random hours and we know that people are praying for us and it reminds us that we can keep going
1: we can't thank you enough for your partnership not just with the Van Steenbergs, but your partnership with God on mission in Central America. Uh, We couldn't do what we do without you. Uh, We wouldn't want to do what we do without you. Uh, Your your obedience, your sacrifice, uh, your commitment to the kingdom is what propels us each and every day to get up out of bed, uh, to hurdle the obstacles, uh, to come alongside of God's people in Central America. Uh, So we thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you, our Central American friends thank you, and ultimately, uh, the Lord thanks you. Even though I'm up here myself this morning, uh, I represent my beautiful wife, Christy, our, our four boys uh, who are mentioned in, in the video. And... Um, This morning, as I'm talking, uh, there's just gonna be some slides that are continually played behind me on the big screen. Um, and I can't possibly talk about everything you're going to see, but that's just representative of life, of ministry over these past three years, three and a half years as we've been investing in Central America, uh, our time in Nicaragua, now our time in Panama and just how God has been working through. So if you guys could cue that for me, um, it actually begins with our family picture. And you saw my wife in the video and there's our guys, um, the, the third oldest he's now taller than me so um i like this picture a lot because he's shorter than me but uh that's our family um and they're like i say we're we're part of the v team uh, the van steenbergs affectionately we call ourselves the v team but that means so many people and um the reality is though church i'm not supposed to be here this weekend um matter of fact i'm still supposed to be pastoring my local church in virginia um that's at least what I would have been thinking and saying about six years ago now. We loved where we were in life. Um, at the time, there was no greater joy than being a local church pastor. I loved it. I, I thought I would be a local church pastor my entire life. My wife, she loved the teaching field. She was a teacher. Uh, the, those last four years in the state, she was an elementary school principal at a, at a Christian school. We were... Stationed a life where we thought God would just continue to use us in those contexts we, we had no Aspirations To become missionaries We had been on short-term trips and honestly That was good enough for us And yet God knew all along He wasn't surprised As a matter of fact According to what we read in the Psalms He had it all laid out. Isn't that what we read in Psalm 139 when it says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God knew we were going to become missionaries even before we were born. And just over six years ago, He intersected our life in a crazy, miraculous, amazing way. He began to turn our life upside down, we thought, but we now look back and we realize that God was actually turning our life right side up. It was early March of 2013 when Christy and I had the opportunity the first time to travel just by ourselves to be part of a teaching team. We traveled to the country of Guatemala. There were six others we didn't know we met up with, and we spent four days investing in pastors from representative from five different Central American countries. We thought we were just going to teach and to train, but the reality is God had sent us because he needed us there in order to do something in our life. And church, I'm here to tell you that God met with us in a most amazing way. We left Guatemala convicted and convinced that God was up to something. We didn't know what he was up to, but we committed ourselves in that little church in Guatemala. And we said, Lord, whatever you have for us, we will do it. Even if it means missions, which we really didn't think, but even if it means heading to the mission field and so now we've been with global partners for almost six years we started the journey with them in that march and by october of 2013 we were appointed we've now been serving overseas in central america these last almost four years we we spent one year of language school in costa rica we spent two years serving and living in, in nicaragua and then just this last august we made the transition now to to panama um, and so we 're excited what god 's been doing, um, but what is it that we 're about? you know we 've talked a little bit this this weekend, maybe there's some stuff in, in the in the bullets in there, but but what is it that we 're about? And, and really, the heart of our ministry consists of two important things. one of them is training pastors, training leaders, um, and the other aspect then is from among that group, training future trainers. It's kind of like what Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2. He said, you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach them, teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others do you see the continuation investing in this generation who's going to invest in the next generation it, it, the story that immediately comes to my mind our oldest son for christmas when he was five years old he asked for a, a bicycle and so he bought one of those little bicycles from walmart and, and it had those two little training wheel things you know on the back and so that spring he rode that and rode that about rode those wheels right off and finally one day one day that summer he he asked dad i'm ready and so we took off those wheels, and, and I began to teach him, and, and I'd hold the back of that seat and let him go, and then let go, and he'd wobble, and he, he fell a couple times, but eventually, he was riding that thing all by himself. Cool dad moment. But let me tell you, church, let me tell you what was even more awesome than that. It was the following, the following summer. The following summer, our now five-year-old now six. His next brother was, is five, and he's out there, and I look, and he's on Barry's bike, bike without the training wheels, and I'm watching as Barry now, he's holding the back of that seat, and he's helping his brother down the driveway, and he let go, let's go, and there, our second oldest son is riding away, man, I brought tears to my eyes, now, I wasn't excited, I wasn't excited because, well, hey, I didn't have to teach my second oldest son how to ride a bike, I was excited as a dad because I realized that my oldest boy, he got it, he got it. And from what he got, he was able to to train, to help his brother get it. And that's the idea of what we're doing in Central America. We are coming alongside this generation of pastors, and we are helping them to get it. And from among that crowd, among that group, there are going to be those pastors and teachers who are then training the next generation of pastors. In reality, it's it's a lot like what Jesus did In Matthew 9, we read how Jesus sent out the 12 disciples. In Matthew 10, it says he sent out another 72. I don't know their names, but he sent them out. And so what we realize as we look through Jesus' ministry is he had this larger group. He had the crowd for sure. He had a larger group of disciples. But from among that group, Jesus handcrafted, he hand-selected 12 men to carry on his mission to the world. He invested in them. He trained them so that they could do what He had trained them, and that's what we are doing in Central America. Honestly, I think that's the, the goal of every Christian, discipleship and multiplication. Disciple yourself and another and multiply yourself. But is there even a need for training? I mean, come on, there's schools all around, the education galore. Is there even a need? Well, you heard something my wife said in the video, and really it wasn't until I left the United States that I realized how much I personally had taken education for granted. It's kind of easy to do when you grow up in a country at least a few years ago that spent on average $3,000 per student per year. I'm sure it's more than that now. We live in a region and a part of the world where the average spent per child per year in education is $250. The lowest being $70 in the country we're in, in Nicaragua. Can you see the value placed or not on education? Can you see the quality or not on education? Now assuming that our pastors have even received a high school education, again it's, many don't even have a sixth grade education. They've left school to help their family, support their family, provide for their families. Some of the pastors we work with are illiterate as, as Tim and Tim are talking about. They, they only learn orally. And so the opportunities to to receive formal pastoral training are out of reach. Either they don't exist, they're too far away, or they cost too much money or some combination. And so our pastors, they're pastors, but, but they don't have training. But let me tell you what they do have, church. They have passion. They have an incredible passion to know Jesus, to make him known in their communities and in their part of the world but is that enough? Is passion, you need passion, but is passion enough? Well, let me ask you, many of us, most of us probably own a vehicle. Do you own a vehicle? Anybody? All right, four of you, great. All right. Your vehicle breaks down, something happens to it. Tell me, church, which mechanic are you going to take it to? Are you going to take it to the mechanic who, who, man, he's just super passionate about vehicles, but he doesn't know a lick about how to fix them? Or are you going to take it to the mechanic who has both a passion for vehicles and, man, he has all the training he's going to need to take care of your car? Forget about cars. How many of you have a body? All of you have to raise your hand. Maybe you have kids, right? You get sick or need to go to the doctor. You take your kid to the doctor. Which doctor are you going to choose, church? You're going to choose the doctor who just has a passion for medicine or are you going to choose the doctor who has a passion and he has all the training to match it? I know where you're going. Well, let me, let me ask you this when it comes to our pastors. They're not involved in mechanics, they're not involved in medicine, but I dare say they are involved in the most important work in the world, the saving of souls and the transformation of communities. Is there anyone else that deserves training to match their passion? And that's what we get to be about. That's what the Lord has blessed us and enabled us to be about. I wanna share just a couple of stories with you this morning. You heard about the one pastor from the video. I had no idea when I went went there in 2006 on a short-term trip that God was setting me up, setting us up to continue. We connected again in 2013 in Guatemala. This past December, this pastor along with one other pastor from their country became the third and fourth Wesleyan ordained pastors in their entire country. And I got to be there. Man, what a special moment to see just the fulfillment fulfillment of this God dream in his life. I'm working with another pastor right now, not a pastor, I'm working with another gentleman right now. About four years ago, God radically saved him. He was an abuser, he was an adulterer, and God just stepped in. I believe through the faithful prayers of his wife and rescued his soul, and from that time, he has sought to be a a better man. He's given his life to Christ, obviously, and so he's sought to give back through the local church. How can I be involved? And so he's been helping out in his local church, and about a year ago, the pastor of of one of our local Wesleyan churches, you know, you, you should start taking classes in the Bible Institute I know I know, you, know, you don't feel called to be a pastor, but you know what, I just help you to grow in your leadership and, and just, just take the classes. And so that's what he did. About a year ago, he, he's taken three classes so far. Classes just so that he can grow in his wisdom and his understanding of the Bible. Classes so that he can grow in his leadership in the church and his influence. But he was the first to tell me about five weeks ago, I'm not called to be a pastor. People have told me things, but... And so, three weeks went by and we had some great classes. We're teaching a class right now, pastoral ministry. And the third week of classes came came around and it just so happened that this week's title in the course, The Call, The Call to Pastoral Ministry. And so we talked all night that week about what it means to be called, oh God, how one can know If God is calling them, choosing them to the ranks of pastoral ministry. He was engaged all evening. And that night, I gave an assignment for the previous week, for for the next week. The previous two weeks, the assignments were three, four, five questions long. This week, I gave them just one question assignment. Write a 250-word essay essay describing from what we have talked about if you are called to pastoral ministry or, or, in fact, you are not called to pastoral ministry. Just before I left for this trip, Tuesday, I gathered up these assignments and I read them on the airplane here. And I saved his for last, just not knowing what was going to happen. I saved his for last and, and I got to reading. And I got to reading through the ways in which God had started to confirm in his life. He's like, people had told me this, and, and I see that. And he got to the end of his essay. And these were his words, my paraphrase, but these were his words. I have decided that I am gonna order my life to follow what God desires for me. And so I know that I am called to be a pastor. Wow. Wow. And, and so we get to be a part of his life. We get to be a part of so many other people's lives. Some who are already pastors, some who are not yet pastors, but involved in what God is doing in and through their lives. But here's the really cool thing. I'm here this weekend because you all, Eau Claire, have chosen to partner with us with God, on mission in Central America. And so this pastor's story, he becomes not just my story, he becomes your story. And all the stories of the things that God is going to do in these next coming years, they're your story. Because your investment, your partnership, means that you are having impact, real, tangible impact In a little section strip of the world we call Central America. And we could not be more honored to partner with you. Because as excited as we are that you're a part of making impact in Central America, our shared partnership means that we get to be a part of the impact that is happening right here, right here in Eau Claire. We get to share in your stories of the way that God is transforming lives in and through this church and this community and the far reaches of where God chooses to use you. And so I can't say it enough on behalf of my wife, our boys, the entire V Team, thank you so much for having me here this weekend, letting me share our heart, what God is up to, what we believe he is gonna continue to do. This morning, when service is over and you leave, there's a little table to your left you can't miss it. It's by two flags. Can't, I hope I remembered. One is Panama. I know that one. The other is Honduras, I believe. I've not been there yet, but I will be. We have a little table. Grab a taste of Panama. There are some mints in a basket. You can take one, you can take two, but remember you have neighbors, so don't take too many. Also on that table is a prayer card. We'd love for you to take a prayer card home. Remember us, think of us, pray for us, okay? As well, there's a little sign-up clipboard. We send out, we try to do it once a monthly, sometimes every six weeks, but a, just a newsletter update. Fill your name out and just check that box that says Newsletter, and we'll add you to that database. Again, we, um, we're super excited what God is doing. We're glad to be a part of it with you. Uh, thanks for allowing us to be a part. And, um, Pastor Mark.
0: Let's pray, Father we thank you that you've given us the opportunity to partner to not only do mission here but also to partner with people who are doing mission uh, globally. And we thank you for this time we've had with Pastor Barry and with Tim and Tiffany. Lord we just pray that you'll continue to lead us, and guide us, and challenge us as we are engaged in mission. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Let's stand, shall we?